Hello, I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So I wonder if uh, any of you were able to stomach watching the, uh, you know, President Sock Puppet there give his state of the disunion address, and uh, boy, it was miserable. It was just, oof. And, and of course, in this speech, you know, is Mr. Teleprompter. He is spending half of it discussing Ukraine. Ukraine is like the greatest thing ever for these guys because you can, you can use that to cloud and over and hide behind and just, uh, you know, obscure. I mean, I mean, everything's Ukraine. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. It look, it seems that that COVID has been cured by Ukraine. I mean, you don't even hear about it on the news anymore. Maybe Russians should have attacked sooner, and then we wouldn't have any more COVID. You know, it would have been great. But if we just look at Ukraine now, to that's the big cover, that's the big news, that's a, okay. And I'm not saying it's not a big story, and it's very impactful when a nation is aggressive and takes on another nation. I get that. And what's going on in Ukraine? Well, that, that affects 2A. Well, something big, and that is that the government issued to civilians tens of thousands of not just rifles, as the media is portraying it. Rifles were issued to civilians. Oh, no, no, no. Bonafide assault rifles. Actual real ones. Not just semi-auto, but select fire, select fire, semi-automatic and fully automatic select fire rifles, bona fide assault rifles. That's what assault rifle was and is and truly is, not what you know New Jersey and other places have banned where they're just semi-automatic firearms. Remember, the original assault rifle was the Sturmgewehr, right? And the the, the STG-44, which is the German uh, Sturmgewehr 44, was the assault rifle 44. And this was developed by uh, Schmeiser during World War II. And this concept of this intermediate cartridge, intermediate range cartridge, designed for more urban type, etc., of fighting, and to have a, a rifle of this nature. And that Sturmgewehr, that STG-44 became the, the inspiration. I mean, it heavily influenced the Soviet creation of the AK-47, which was the Soviet assault rifle, which is what? Semi-auto and full-auto. Select fire both, right? You can do both. And so in the United States, what the anti-gunners have done is they've called our semi-autos assault firearms, even though they're not select fire and full auto, because that would be the true Sturmgewehr. And yet in Ukraine, what's issued to civilians by the government, issuing them by the tens of thousands, are select fire AK 74s, that's what they uh, primarily look like, but basically they're AKs, B-52 
being issued by the government with what? Large capacity magazines issued by the government to do what? To fight the invading enemy. That supposedly Biden's all gung-ho about cheering them on. And good for him for that. I think anybody who's free doesn't want to see some big bully of a nation just aggressively taking another nation. I get that. And so Biden's all for that. Yet in the same speech, the same speech where he's just saying how much he supports this and Ukraine, he advocates for an assault firearm ban and a large capacity magazine ban to be passed in the United States. I mean, talk about talking out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, good grief. This is a lifelong obsession with President Brandon. Lifelong. He has always pushed gun laws that take away and attack our Second Amendment rights. And here he is in this uh, speech at it again. And why is that? Because he's, I've I've noticed that that gun control and calling for anti-gun laws is always, you know, one of the the last refugees, uh, last refuge of a scoundrel, of a political loser. Every time you see these guys get into trouble or their polls are really low, they're going to sit there and try to advocate for some type of anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment legislation. Oh, and they always come on strong when they're about to be indicted or about to have criminal charges. Then it's a massive anti-gun push because they they believe that the lamestream media, they're going to be the ones that uh, are going to lap it up and paint them in this better picture. So they always fall back to promoting this. So here's here it is in the speech where he's pushing again for this ban, which was useless and worthless. We, we already tried it. We tried it in 1994, and it had no effect on crime, even though it was part of the 94 crime bill. Really, the bill itself was a crime. And it was a 10-year ban on new manufacture that was sunset so that in 2004 it went away. And I'm sure the anti-forces at the time thought it was great to have it go 10 years because then they figure, hey, every 10 years we can do the blood dance and we can pass it again and just keep gaining politically and have the issue again and again just to enjoy and cherish our anti-Second Amendment efforts over and over again. Every 10 years, isn't that wonderful? Except they miscalculated. And after the 10-year demonstration of its uselessness and the change politically, they've never been able to pass it again federally. Never been able to get there. And even now, that would be a virtual impossible uh, task because especially now when the question of why does anyone need an assault firearm is uh, pretty much answered by looking over at Ukraine. 
Uh, well, you know, anyone has that question? There's, you know, why does anyone need it? Well, ask Zelensky. He'll tell you exactly why anyone needs it. Why his people need it. Why we all need it. Why it's a check on tyranny, a check on enemies, foreign and domestic. Why this is what it was all about. I think our founding fathers didn't know that. Of course they knew it. That's why it's our Second Amendment. That's why it's there. And yet this character gives this speech and contradicts himself right in it as, and why should any of us be surprised? I mean, come on. This is what he, as a pattern of doing, literally a pattern of doing. As a matter of fact, that was one of the interesting things that his own spokeswoman mentioned about a pattern when it came to Russian grabbing land that the last time when they took Crimea, it was when, Brandon was vice president. And now Russian makes another move while he's president. Gee, think they smell weakness and know it when they see it? Sure they do. And that's why they make their move. But it, it, it absolutely is an impact on, I think, people recognizing the value and importance of our Second Amendment rights. It suddenly brings it home when you realize that that's what these people have to defend themselves against the enemy. And it's going to come down to fighting in the streets. It's going to come down to these individuals running a campaign of hit and run and insurgency and everything else to try to stop the Russian aggression. And they're going to do it with assault rifles. That's right. They're going to do it with individually armed individuals with their weapons. And the very thing that our president wants to stop us from having. It's outrageous. And, of course, his speech didn't only talk about that. He wants um, you know, universal background checks, UBC. Well, UBC is code, okay, it's, it's dog whistles for the left for universal gun registration. And that is one of their objectives because once you register, you know where to confiscate. And then it, all his lies about having to be able to sue the gun industry yep, sue the gun industry. We can't keep protecting the gun industry. We've got to repeal that protection. And why is that? Well, you see, the gun industry, unlike other industries, is trying to be litigated out of existence. Litigated out of existence based on a, a theory where the gun industry is guilty of nothing, has done no wrong, but third parties who use their lawful products wrongly they want to hold the industry liable for actions of third parties. There's no other product where that flies in the U.S., but that's what they want to do to guns. And luckily, the Lawful Protection of Commerce Act had been there to protect them, but they want to get rid of that. And, of course, the trial lawyers love that too, right? They make lots of money and destroy the manufacturer of firearms and remember that simultaneously while pushing 
Laws opposing ghost guns. Ooh, back to gun. What are ghost guns? Homemade firearms. So if you ban your ability to make a firearm in your home, and then you litigate out of existence the ability for manufacturers to make firearms, well, that's how you... Uh, and then you have registration of firearms. There you go. The plan is in place to stop guns from being possessed by law-abiding citizens. And these are all the battles that we have to fight. And we have to stay vigilant and recognize what we're up against. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, this is a little disturbing here. Just recently in um, a great, great uh, source for gun information called uh, the uh, Truth About Guns. Some of you may uh, check those uh, articles out there. There's a really good article about ATF going after homemade silencers through mass Form 1 disapprovals. That's right. What the ATF has done is do massive disapprovals of individuals that try to, quote, do the right thing and register their uh, silencer uh, builds that they wanted to make, and ATF is rejecting them by claiming, and here's what they said. I'm going to read this directly. Get a load of this. A silencer is defined under federal law to include, in relevant part, any combination of parts designed or redesigned and intended for use in assembling or fabricating a firearm silencer or firearm muffler. And any part intended only for such use in such assembly or fabrication, see the Gun Control Act and the 
National Firearm Act, that fall under the definition of silencer must comply with the registration, tax, and transfer provisions of the NFA. Upon review of your e-form one application, the part from which you intend to make a silencer already meets the NFAS definition of silencer. The part was not registered nor transferred in compliance with the NFA. Therefore, your e-form one and application to make a firearm silencer is disapproved. NFA division notes that it is unlawful for you to possess a silencer made or transferred in violation of the NFA. Look at that. So if you have this part or part, ATF is viewing you already in possession of a silencer and refusing your registration. Thereby, you've just registered yourself with them essentially as being a criminal in possession of a silencer that they will not allow to be registered because you acquired it and they believe it was a silencer from the moment you acquired it, even though it was just a part that wasn't a silencer until you intend to make it one. Doesn't matter. Mass disapprovals of folks trying to register. Now think about this. The whole push, always we heard from the antis. Well, we just want to register your guns. We want them registered. We want these things registered. It's so important to have registration. Really? And then when you go and register, oh, no, we're not accepting your registration. Don't you want registration? Why are you discouraging registration? Oh, but they don't really want that in, a, in, a, in one sense because they'd rather have you be a criminal. They can bust you and charge you because now they know who you are anyway, so it's a form of registration without accepting your registration. I mean, look at it this way. There's provisions in the NFA that allow for an amnesty period that would allow for registration of any unregistered full-auto guns, NFA firearms, etc., NFA-regulated items. There's provisions with this declaration by the Secretary that can establish amnesty so that people can register these things that are sitting in attics, that are war trophies, that have been brought back. They haven't done it. The last... Amnesty for registration, folks, was 1968. That's the last time. Now, you would think if they wanted those things registered, they would open that up. But no, they don't because they like having a big old trap so they can justify their existence and go after people that have these things. Yet, on the other hand, they're mechanizing the registration process with the e-form because they're doing it, as we've discussed in other shows, to brace for the pistol brace ban that's coming. And when that hits, they're going to have to handle millions of applications. And what are we going to see when that comes down? Are we going to see uh, this same idea? Oh, well, you already possessed it, and we view it as already being an SBR, and you're in possession of an SBR, and therefore we're not going to accept your registration of an SBR, and by the way, you're a felon in possession now. You're you're committing a felony by your possession. Is that what's lying? And now that we know who you are, thank you for registering without, regist without registering. Yeah, this is the, the trap that is essentially being laid and put out and experimented with over all this NFA 
nonsense now with the e-form registration, with these rule promulgations and the abuse of the rulemaking process, and now these mass rejections taking place. I mean, if you're an individual that tried to register a silencer and you get that letter back, that's not going to be uh, that's not going to make you real happy. And uh, what do, what what is the solution to it now? I don't know. I don't know because um, they're not saying what actions can even be taken because that itself is a problem. If you have an item that is NFA prohibited, there's no legal established way to getting rid of it. It's a hot potato that cannot be easily disposed of because under federal law, there is no voluntary surrender provision where if you voluntarily surrender this NFA item, you're granted immunity. It doesn't exist under the law. So if you come into possession of an NFA prohibited item, now, particularly something that's fully automatic, you're not able to register it because there's no new registrations at all of fully automatic firearms. You know, since the Hughes Amendment, since 86, there's no new registrations for individuals not allowed. So you can't register it. And here, with even parts that you intend to make a silencer, you're not allowed to register it. And they're viewing you as already in possession. So you can't register it. Keeping it is unlawful, so you can't continue to possess it because that's the possessory offense right there. So you can't keep it. You can't register it. You can't get rid of it. There's no voluntary surrender. Now, if you go and look at ATF, they say, well, you call your ATF field office and you can surrender it. Well, sure, you can do that, but there's no protection to you when you do that. You're essentially violating your Fifth Amendment right. You're incriminating yourself and turning in the evidence for your own prosecution, and it's only by their benevolence, which they're not exactly famous for, that you don't get prosecuted for that. Okay, so what if you destroy it? Well, that's destruction of evidence. That's a crime in and of itself. So what's the solution? I don't know. There really isn't a satisfactory solution here, is there? You can't get rid of it. You can't keep it. You can't register it. You can't destroy it. All avenues are blocked, and there's no escape valve built into the law. And, folks, that's exactly where they want us. Don't fool yourself. That's where they want us so that they can disenfranchise every gun owner of their Second Amendment rights, make them criminals, make them felons, take away their rights, destroy their lives, destroy who they are, and, you, and people say, oh, come on. You, you, you want to know why? I'll tell you why, because they hate us. You think they don't hate us? 
Do you ever watch them speak, hear what they say about gun owners, how they treat us, what they think about us? They despise us. They hate us. They'd love to make every one of us into convicted felons and ruin our lives simply because we want to exercise our Second Amendment rights. Don't fool yourself. This sentiment runs through the anti-gun movement. It's based in hate, absolutely fueled by hate, nothing less. And when you hear them spewing their anti-gun rhetoric, you know that all that is is hate speech and anti-gun bias directed at you and me for wanting to exercise our constitutional rights. There's things on the horizon that hopefully will change. It's one thing that I always take a little bit of hope in is that our founding fathers designed a system that allows for change because in many other places you don't even have the opportunity to change. And that's what we have to fight for. And I think politically we can do it as long as we can keep things honest. We can get the change that we need and learn from what we're suffering through now in both incompetence and seeing these hypocratic hypocrisy, the hypocrisy going at our rights. We, uh, we can still win it, and I'm confident that we will, so we have to remain vigilant. But till then, you need to protect yourself, and you got to focus on making sure that their agenda doesn't end up applying to you personally. So stay smart. And uh, this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.